immediately can tell within myself when I'm incapable of being present with my son that there is something wrong. Like, yeah, I get it. We can't be like amazingly present with our kids all the time. But when I am impatient or unable to be present, I can't immediately walk outside and get grounded and see the the blue sky and the white clouds and the green grass and the water and, and be able to like create stillness and presence or really like hone in on my son and what he's saying and what he's doing and and practice presence because there's so much true joy found in presence. Like there is so much joy and gratitude to be found in presence. Like if you're ever immaculately present, how can you not have gratitude? Like I've literally practiced presence and been outside and been like, oh my God, what do I have to be mad about? This water is so beautiful. This sky is so blue. It feels so nice outside today. This breeze is amazing. I look into my son's eyes and I'm like, how could I ever be short tempered with you or upset? You are amazing. Like this is what the beauty of presence does, but we are often incapable of being present when we are struggling with ourselves because we are overthinking, we are overanalyzing, we are overdoing, we are overperforming, we are trying to dictate our value with something or someone outside of ourselves. So our ability to be present or our ability to practice present is literally last on the list, last on the list. This is the part where y'all need to tune in because I think I, I want to go deeper on this and I love this. I always tell people that you've told me this. So like, this is kind of inevitable. This is where we are going. And I think you probably don't see it because you don't be bothered with the internet, but all over the internet are arguments and conversations around people wanting to figure out who is to blame. Is it the man? Is it the way men don't understand women? Is it the way that women are forcing feminism and choosing to not, that we're choosing to evolve, but it is pushing men out we have pushed them out to the point where we can pretty much do everything for ourselves. There's men think that we want them to be women because we want them to be emotionally connected and operate in their hearts. And it's like, so you don't want me to be a man. So there's all these conversations and I keep like, I rest often in what you say. Like when I catch people arguing, I'm like, guys, this is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And you just said this. And so I want to highlight this part. You said, we are going back to the divine feminine era so we've been here before. When were we here and what did that look like? And guys, checklist, <laughs> that means we survived it. So it's not going to kill us all. We're going to be fine. There is a massive evolution upon us. Can you kind of jump into where, where this has existed before? And I'm going to stretch some people with this. And again, I am not stretch here. Stretch me, baby. I am not here to uh, <laughs> stretch convince anyone of anything. It's just, again, it's an invitation to consider a possibility for something way bigger than what we always see. Like, can you trust in something that you feel in your soul without necessarily being able to touch it or have proof of it? Right. So we've cycled this before. <sighs> we have cycled this. This is... The cycle of the earth, this is not a new, it's not a new cycle. We've done it before and it was meant to go out of balance. It was meant to go out of balance because ultimately on this planet, we are bringing in more light. We're bringing in more light, literally, like the photon band is on our planet. We're taking in more light. If we're bringing in more light, which relates to 
uncovering the shadows, the darkness, the things that maybe we have been running from, it's going to kick it up. It's going to bring it up. And that's what's happening. The feminine and the masculine needed to squirrel out, like we say, for a little <laughs> while. It needed yes. to do that. And we We're as women, yeah, we needed and pointing to fingers like, yeah. and blaming. Yeah. And we needed to feel like, what is it like to be more masculine? Like we wanted to play with that. And that's okay. Like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this and I'm going to create and we'll stand in that masculine. We'll be a man. <laughs> and then we realized, I don't like it here. Shit, like this is so not what I want to be doing. Like what was I thinking? thinking? And I love some parts of it, but there's a lot of it I realized was just not working. Wasn't working for me. Wasn't working for my partners, not our children, not our families, not our communities. And unfortunately, like when you said, you know, there's this thing of pointing fingers, which I want to talk about and everyone wanting to blame, like the reality is it doesn't mean like we automatically think we're being subservient or like it's that vulnerable ego that I talk about, right? The ego wants to go, well, no, like I'm a woman, I'm powerful. I can do this. This is what I want to do. You can't tell me. Well, Again, I will ask you in your own lives, like, how's that working for you? How's your relationships? How's your money? How's your family? You know, how's your joy? Like, Aren't you tired? Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. I am tired. I'm tired of being in my doing. Like, <laughs> your girl is tired. Marie, I'm tired. And I'm like, but I see, I hear this renowning conversation amongst all of my hyper independent, I can do it friends. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm really, I hear you. And I hear myself say it and I hear men and women saying it. So when you talked about like these conversations that you have with people and how do we answer that? So I'm going to take it back a bit and stretch into, <laughs> I'm ready. stretch into this. Can you own, can I own that every single thing that I am creating, that I am manifesting every single thing down to the colors on my wall that I am creating in this matrix that we are in is 100% coming from me. It is coming from me. I am co-creating this with my God every moment of every day. Therefore, every relationship I've chosen, yep. every partner, every pain, every trauma, it was my choice, my choice. Now, I'm not taking responsibility for their part. I no. want to be clear. No, but I signed up on the they dotted to, line yeah, for it. Yeah, they got to figure that part out. So I want to be clear. This is not to negate anyone's experience by yep. any means. It is a very real and valid experience. However, if you could bring it and really look at it from a different pair of eyes and own your part in it and what the healing was because I'll tell you, if that's not happening, this is why we say we recreate the same stories with different faces, people, businesses. Yes. I am done with that. Like I'm done. so done with that. I I have lived it. Relationships is where it showed up a lot for me in my life. I am so done with mothering the men in my life. I am so done. I am so done. Like I want a man to come in and literally be like, honey, here's my sperm. Here's my seed. Multiply this. You and I together, what's your vision? What's mine? Because that's that's what we do. The feminine takes that and we amplify Fine. it. We Everything. will turn that masculine that he brings when he is balanced and what we create together. Oh my gosh, the tallest oak tree 
the most beautiful babies, because that's what we're here to do. And it takes both of us, but it takes me leaning back. It takes Mm. me leaning back. Can I lean back and get vulnerable with my ego and let my man be a man and let him feel me as a woman? Powerful. I will roar when I need to. You better believe that lioness when she needs to protect and roar. This is not about denying our voice. It's about being so confident, comfortable, and vulnerable with relinquishing control and feeling safe that I'm actually more powerful than I have ever been before in that divine feminine. I want to talk about the signs, Mm -hmm. and we've mentioned them earlier, but I do Mm -hmm. want to talk about the signs in dating and in marriage, Mm -hmm. how you may know that Mm -hmm. you are searching for and seeking Mm -hmm. for a deeper connection. Mm -hmm. But first, I want to point out how you talked about like this renegotiation Mm -hmm. and men getting more in tune with their heart space Mm -hmm. and women getting more in tune with their heart space. And to me, that's like crystal clear, Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking about this conversation that's probably Mm -hmm. brewing outside Mm -hmm. of the hyper-masculine men Mm -hmm. that are probably like, you guys Mm -hmm. want men to be more Mm -hmm. soft and you want us to Mm -hmm. communicate and you want us to, you want Mm -hmm. us to be women. Mm -hmm. You said that earlier. I do not want to be married to a woman. (laughs) And and because I'm, we, I'm, we I'm like, heterosexual woman, so there are women like who masculine. want to be correct. Right. And you know what we are talking about? But it's you want me in, to be soft too in any type of a relationship. Correct. So if if I'm married and and I'm speaking of heterosexual relationships right now, but right. I also think in any type of relationship you will have both parties that do want to be heard and understood. The basic needs in any type of relationship is to be heard to be understood, to be loved, to be accepted as I am and be able to be expressed fully as I fully am. Fully expressed. As I am, yep. without the need to change and be different. Mm-hmm. So we all have that. Men have that need as well. Mm-hmm. Correct? Um, so, no, I don't need you to be like my girlfriend, but what I do yearn and desire is the ability that you have as a man to sit with me when I'm when I need to have a conversation, when I need to connect on an emotional level, because you have that ability as well, because you are human. It doesn't matter if you are a man as a woman, you are human. And living through the heart is so dismissed for men. Mm-hmm. And for women, we are just protecting ourselves. Yeah. So this is, I think, the space we are growing in right now. How to connect through the heart, because we are so great to, con- you know, in our connection through our logical brain and our analytical brain. But there is limitation to that. There's limitation to connecting only through our analytical thinking. Mm. Because analytical thinking and analytical brain, you know, there's so, if we come from the primitive brain, it will always seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. Right? So if I don't understand how to get out from my survival brain to more of this prefrontal cortex when I can make logical decisions and they are in the best interest of my intentional life and intentional relationships, most often we will make decisions from the primitive brain and survival that tell us to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and conserve energy. Can I be the first to say why? And ladies, let's acknowledge this. I am definitely the person that got called out a couple years ago that was like, as soon as a friend does something wrong, you are the first person to cut them off. Yeah. And then it was, and I was like, well, yeah, because it's simple. They show me who they are. I'm very clear. Like, you're like, you are not doing that in relationships. Mm. You are giving Mm -hmm. men unlimited chances. Oh, yeah. But like your friends do one thing and you're like, I'm good. And I was like, 
oh, I definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely me. Totally. Why? And I actually tell, I was going to say, why do we do this? But now that I think about it, I'm listening to what you said in the beginning and I'm like, because it's so glorified to be in partnership. So we work so much harder towards it, but it's not glorified to be in a healthy friendship. So we just kind of throw it away. You got it. <laughs> you got it. You a plus student. Hey. Gold star. That's exactly what I was going to say. It all, see how it all goes back to what we said before. I'm putting an effort to make this thing work that has been my North Star. Because I need a partnership. Yeah. My I need mom's a person. asking me when I'm get married. People are like, girl, you're still single at the holidays, people. So it's my North Star. I'm trying to make this work because so much I've I've hitched to this partnership. I can finally travel and get the house. Like I need this partnership. And so I'm going to give more chances. I'm going to have more capacity. I'm going to deal with more deal breakers because I need this to work. But with the friend, exactly. It's, oh, you showed me who you are. And it's also because we have normalized conflict in romantic relationships. You don't see as many models of friends falling out and coming back together. And so if I have this like latent belief that friends should just get me and like we just have chemistry and like I, it's intangible, we just have chemistry. Then when we do have some kind of friction or I start to think like, I don't even know who this is or like, I don't understand that choice she made. I don't. Then we start to see that as evidence that we must not be compatible after all. But in a romantic relationship, if we have a fault, it's like, okay, let's talk through this. Like, that's what we have to do. I can change. Like, let's, let's have a conversation, align our expectations. But in friendship, it's like, oh, boom, you did something. I don't like it. I perceive that as like a violation. Okay, this wasn't what I thought it was. And so why don't we give the same grace and stretch for our friends? We have to normalize conflict and friendship. And a lot of what I talk about is about conflict in female friendship because there's a lot of material that already exists about, you know, how to make friends and like how to open up and be vulnerable. And we talk about that too. But I, I focus most of my research in those things on conflict because it's inevitable, but a lot of friendships, in my opinion, end prematurely because I don't know how to say like, okay, so I'm not cool with what you said yesterday. Help me understand what you meant. Oh, that's what you meant? Okay, because it made me feel some kind of way. And then the next day we're kikiing at brunch. It doesn't mean I'm naive. It doesn't mean, but it's like, I want to reconcile with you as soon as possible. Help me understand what happened yesterday because I, I don't understand, but I want to. As opposed to like, that was shady. And I ruminate about it. And then I go and tell another female friend, this is what she, that's shady, right? I knew that was shady. Oh! Okay. So now I see you differently. And now me and my friends see yeah, you differently. Because like, <laughs> if, if my friend also thinks you were shady, like oh! it's confirmed. I don't even need to talk to you about the shady thing <laughs> because other people hype me up. And another thing we do, and I'll end with this is <clears throat> there's something, there's a psychological concept known as fundamental attribution theory. And it's a big fancy word for we give ourselves grace, but we don't give others grace. So the idea is that I'll give you the example of, um, you know, if 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 I'm late to brunch, it's because like traffic was crazy. Like I attributed to my circumstances. Like I know I shouldn't be always being late, but I always have stuff going on. Like I'm a mom, right? And traffic in Tampa is crazy, and you get it. If you are consistently late to brunch, you are being disrespectful. You're not being considerate of my time. Um, you're kind of being like a selfish person. It's all about you. And so we tend to make her deficiencies about her character 
And our deficiencies are like our, our circumstance. And so like literally the first thing you can do to have more longevity in your friendships is as soon as you're about to attach a character attack on one of her failings, stop yourself and ask yourself if you've ever done the same thing. I'm willing to bet you have. What's the difference? And doing that right there, I think, would give you like so much more grace and understanding in your friendships. It would like really, it changes everything. I think I do that okay in my friendships now because like I'm in this space. I got to work on that in my marriage personally. <laughs> but like with friends, as soon as you're about to call her out for the thing, have you told her? Does she even know you're starting to like build up this hardness toward her? And have you ever done the same thing? And if you have, is it because you're a shady woman? Is it because you're fake? No. It's because you were insecure in this moment or you had a certain circumstance, right? The same understanding you want for your mess ups, you have to extend to your friends. 